0: This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Logical Weight Loss Podcast for March 1st, 2010. Today, we've got some listener feedback that are talking about what's working for them. We've got a product review a bit on a heart rate monitor without a chest strap, and I'm talking about starting I guess I'll have to exercise. Alright, welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, thanking you very, very, very much for tuning in. Our website is LogicalLoss.com. This is where we talk, we we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss, we're all in this together to lose weight, and we're all helping each other find out what is the best way for you to lose weight because what works for me may not work for you. The bottom line is, none of us are quitting. Our website again is logicalloss.com. You can email me, dave at com and you can call in your comments, 888 563 3228. Also, out at the website, you can comment uh, on the website, you can uh, leave a post in the forums, all sorts of fun things out to do there at the website. And, uh, one of the things in the forums is what's working for me. So we've got a thing here from Dave, uh, who's in Sydney, Australia. He says, I, I know I can't control my eating, but I can count my calories confused. He says, I exercise down to my weight loss calorie intake each night. Depending on my motivation, I burn anywhere between 1000 to 3000 calories a session. Wow. Um, When I'm disciplined, I've been losing about 1.5 kilograms a week. A few years ago, I tried not eating slash real meal replacement and found that although when I stuck to the plan, I lost weight. Most of the time I spent trying to get onto the fast side and I failed. I felt guilty and I overate and was not motivated and did not have the energy to exercise and put on the weight after a few weeks. It's great. I don't feel guilty when I eat. I can see the purpose of the exercise and the pain of the exercise makes me think twice before I overeat. This does have interesting ideas. So basically what he's saying is, look, I count my calories and then I burn off that at the end of the night. Well, here's the problem with that. Number one, you know, life doesn't always go according to plan. So what happens if you go, well, I'm going to eat these four pieces of pizza and I'll burn them off later and then later never happens yeah you could be cash checks that your body can't uh, you could be writing checks that your body can't cash um, it's interesting but you do have a couple of things here. again we found out here you diet plans don't work they may work temporarily but what you need to do is a lifestyle change and to say you can't control your eating if the doctor told you today if you if you don't stop this you're gonna die i bet you could find a way to control your eating but uh, the other thing and I need to find out why, but I know almost every like Jillian Michaels. I know um, who's the other person I was listening to that said. Um, actually, it's it's a person that we're interviewing in a future episode. Um, Laurie Wingle said you should never exercise more than an hour and a half. Um, apparently, there comes a certain point where the return on investment isn't as is good. You're you're actually doing more damage because you're really, um, you know, pushing your body too hard. You can actually get into an overtraining scenario as well. So, Dave, that. Here's an example. That's working for Dave. And I would think anytime I burned a thousand to three thousand calories. I hope you're losing weight doing that. Um I've been going to the gym um in February. This is now March. Did a pretty good job. I'm actually um the great thing is I've spent a whole week under 210, so it wasn't a mistake. Today I was actually down to 207, which is a beautiful thing. But um, you know, Dave, if that's working for you, that's okay. But I just know, I said, like I said, I've heard where working out more than an hour and a half can be detrimental. And you could be setting yourself up, you know, to say, hey, I'm going to eat this now and I'll exercise it off later. And then later never comes. But hey, it's working for Dave. You may want to check this out. And of course, this is, none of this is for medical uh, advice. This is entertainment. This is a group of people all trying to, Lose weight together, and uh, if you're thinking of starting an exercise program, by all means, consult your doctor. Here's another one. Oh, and I forgot to say who this is. This is out of the forums. I copy the message. I didn't copy the name. I am so sorry. Uh, doggone it. I apologize for this. But she. I remember it was a she. Um, she was talking about. She was getting it done with her heart rate monitor, and let me make sure I got. Uh... Okay, um, she says this is just a watch. She says there's no chest strap, which I would think for ladies might be better. Um, I would think those chest straps kind of get in the way of your um, chest. It says it gives you your heart rate when you hold your thumb an index finger on the watch. It just takes a few seconds and when it displays, it automatically shows your percentage of maximum heart rate. It has several timers on it. Even though I work on an elliptical, I started using the double timer on the watch to do my workout. That way I don't have to break my intervals into full minutes. Therefore I can slowly increase the running part of my interval without jumping a full minute. I'm not quite sure what you mean by that, but it sounds interesting that it has an interval timer on it. We'll actually be talking about that in the future as well. If you go to getgymboss.com, that's getgymboss.com. There's a cool interval timer that I've been using, and I'll be talking about that in a future episode. She says uh, the Myo Watch here also counts calories burned. While I use the timers, this has really allowed me to gradually improve my workout. For some reason, I've improved my workout a lot since I started using the Myo Watch. Well, this is one of those cases where sometimes you just need something to remind you. And I was looking at these on the um, on the website number one the thing I liked about it number one you can replace the battery unlike the polar heart rate monitor I have we we talked about this in the past there are timex um, heart rate monitors that have a a chest strap but you can change the battery polar you can't polar heart rate monitors uh, I have one and when that one goes bad that'll be the last polar one I have I want something I can change the battery on and sometimes it just takes something for you to look at or whatever. I know now the Maya watches, you can actually put in what you're eating. Now you have to clear that out every day, but you can basically put in your calorie target and it will then um, kind of show you what you've burned off based on your exercise. So that's an interesting idea. I have a link to a video uh, out at that, at the website, but uh, thank you for writing in. Thanks for explaining that. Hey, you might want to try to me, I would think, having to constantly put my thumb and finger on the Myo watch would be a bit annoying uh, of course I'm used to looking down at my uh, watch with the chest band and just having the heart rate on there but uh, I've actually contacted the Mayo company to see if I could have one for evaluation and then ship it back if you have one of these let me know I would love to have your take on it because it does sound interesting and uh, they're not I mean they, they go from really really cheap like twenty bucks to up to I think the. The one I was looking at that had all the bells and whistles was like 99 bucks. But if you think about it, if that lasts forever, you can change your battery. Money definitely well spent. All right, again, thanks everyone for uh, hitting the forums, for writing in. I, uh, I've i been trying different things here. And uh, some things worked, some things didn't. I thought, well, you know, I am getting older, being that I just had a birthday and they say that you lose, it's not a saying, it's the fact. You lose muscle when you get older. And so the older you get, if, even if you ate the same amount of food, you would gain weight. So I'm like, well, I need to start lifting weights. And, and, and as much as I, I mean, I hate weightlifting. I just hate it. It is a necessary evil. And uh, once again, knowledge comes into play here. So here, here's some things to think about. Um, It's very hard, if not impossible, to gain muscle and lose weight. So this means, in my current endeavor here, I'm going to need to be patient. Now, number two, in the long run, I will have a better, and I always call it the the better butter-burning machine, and be able to eat more in the future and have it not affect my weight, because obviously more muscles burn more calories than fat. Um, now number three, you do not burn as many calories weightlifting as in doing the actual exercise of lifting the weights as you do on a treadmill, but from different reports I've read, and again, I'm just some dude in the basement. From what I've read, you burn more calories resting when you have more muscle. That's a, that's a fact. The more muscles you have, the more calories you burn just sitting at your desk. So you may burn more calories after you exercise when you weight lift. So you may, you'll probably burn more calories on the treadmill doing the exercise. You may burn more calories after the exercise when you build your your uh, your muscles up. Um, I wasn't sure how much weight to lift and how many reps to do. So I found this on the Dummies.com site. In fact, I have in front of me um, from the library again. If you're a <clears throat> excuse me, if you're a long time listener don't forget your library um we talked earlier about how the meal watch inspired this woman to to stay on track you may find books and things like that at the library uh as, as well obviously is listening to the logical weight loss podcast keep you on track but i found uh some of this at the dummies.com website and i have in front of me from the library fitness for dummies i'll be talking about that in a second but uh you can't design A strength training or weight training program, this is from the dummies.com, without knowing two terms, rep and set. Now, rep or repetition is one complete motion of an exercise. A set is a group of consecutive repetitions. So, for example, you can say, I did two sets of 10 reps on the chest press or bench press, right? This means that you did 10 consecutive chest presses. Then you rested, and then you did another 10, you know, bench presses. So, and most people just say, you know, um, I did five sets of 10, right? Now, how many reps do you do? The number of reps you should do depends on where you are in your training. If you're new, experienced, or if you're coming back from a long layoff, you know, as well as your goals. To become as strong and as big as your body type will allow, do fewer than eight or 10 reps per set to tone your muscles and develop the type of strength you need for everyday life like moving furniture or shoveling snow, aim for 10 to 12 repetitions. Doing dozens of reps with ultra light weights, you know weights you can barely even feel doesn't bring good results of any kind because you're really not stressing your muscle enough. Now this sounds weird, he said because he's got to put on his glasses but you're, you're actually slowly tearing your muscle you're actually damaging it but here's the cool thing when you sleep and that's why sleep is so important your muscle rebuilds itself bigger we'll talk about that in a second if you have a few different goals in mind you can mix and match the number of reps you do per workout if you want to get bigger and stronger and also improve the endurance of your muscles you can do a heavy workout one day and a lighter workout the next time out. You can keep track of how you feel. Your body may, re- may respond better to one type of training than another. Now, another thing here. Be sure to adjust the amount of weight you use for each exercise. In general, use more weight to work larger muscles like your thighs, your chest, and your upper back, and use less weight to exercise your shoulders, your arms, and your abdominals. But even when doing different exercises for the same muscle group, you're likely to need a variety of weights. For example, you, you typically can handle more weight on the on a bench press machine that's that's flat than you can on the incline um, bench press machine. So when you incline, you're going to probably need to lower that. Now, write down how much weight you lift for each exercise. So get some sort of notebook, or there's you know there's all sorts of software for this. So this way, the next time around, you don't have to waste time experimenting all over again. But don't lock yourself into a certain amount of weight every time. Everyone feels stronger on some days than others. But that is a big time saver. Now, um, this is one of the reasons if you're, if you listen to old, old episodes, I started off using this thing called Vita One Software. It was a great way to track your exercise, to track your food. And if it had a web-based version, I would probably still be using. But it also tracked your, you could, you could put in your workouts and you can actually run reports to see how much weight you lifted you could put in I did you know seventy pounds on the first rep seventy pounds on the second rep and sixty pounds on the 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 third rep it was really really detailed Um, I'll put a link to that out in the show notes so how many sets should I do for each muscle group well there's really no simple answer several studies show that doing one set per muscle builds just as much strength as doing three sets per muscle at least for the first three or four months of, of training. Now, if you're a novice or if you're starting again after a layoff, begin with one set of 10 or 12 repetitions and make sure your last rep feels challenging. You should feel like you have control of the weight, but if you did one more rep, you may not be able to make it all the way. So you're really pushing yourself. Now, I'm going to add something to this because I took their advice. When you do this and you wake up the next day, and you go, wow, I don't feel that sore. I'm going to do that again. I caution you not to do that. Uh, usually you you need a day of rest in between working a particular muscle group. So, and sure enough, I, I did that. Let's say I did it on a Monday. On Wednesday was the day, for whatever reason, that I started to get sore from my muscles. So you may think you're in the clear and go out and kill yourself and just do more weightlifting. Give it a little time. Okay, Uh, most people can increase their initial weights after two or four weeks of training. At that point, consider adding a a second or even a third set for each muscle group. So this is like anything else. We're talking about exercise. Obviously, consult your doctor, but ease into it. Sometimes we're like, all right, I'm so charged up and I want to lose weight. I want to lose it yesterday. So you jump in and you just lift a ton of weights and you, you hurt yourself. Ease into this. Um, now, if your goal is simply to build enough strength for for good health, one challenging set may be sufficient. So, now, how much weight to lift? If you're using weight training to increase your strength, you need to lift an amount of weight that stresses your muscles. I said this before. You know, you're kind of ripping your muscles. They're calling it stresses. This should be enough weight so that you feel challenged as you're lifting, and so that the last rep, your repetition, um, is difficult to complete. Difficult. But still possible and here's a key point still using good form you don't want to start swinging your arms around and arching your back you're just going to hurt yourself so it's really really difficult but you still make it and you still maintain your form now um here and again this is um, weightlifting for dummies after about age 30 you lose bone mass for the rest of your life that's depressing but don't let that frighten you because there is a solution to maintain bone density that is to build enough bone density To offset the loss of bone density that occurs because of age, you need to perform weight-bearing exercises. So, and basically, that's that's kind of weightlifting. Now, Um, how long to wait in between sets? Well, according to About.com, higher intensity when lifting heavy exercises requires a longer rest because you're you're doing more damage. You're lifting really really heavy. When lifting to fatigue. it takes an average of two to five minutes for your muscles to rest for the next set. So if you're really, really pumping so hard that you're fatigued, you just can't finish, two to five minutes. When using lighter weight and more repetitions, so now you're doing, instead of doing one set of, you know, three and it's 50 pounds, you're doing, you know, three sets of whatever and it's a lighter pound. You know, when losing, when using lighter weight and more repetitions, it takes about 30 seconds and one minute for your muscle to rest. So, so somewhere between a minute and uh, 30 seconds. So, ease into it, write down what you're lifting. Um, and that's going to be the first thing you're going to have to do is figure out just how much to lift. But uh, you may also be saying, How long does it take to get stronger? So, that was from Weightlifting for Dummies. This is from Fitness for Dummies. It says, You may be able to lift more weight after journal how much does it take to get stronger you may be able to lift more weight after just one weightlifting workout this is because you've built up more muscle it's it's i'm sorry this isn't because you build up more muscle it's mainly because your weight training skills have improved the first time you try to bench press you waste a lot of energy trying to balance the bar and you try to keep it steady and you move it in a straight line but once you get the hang of the process Typically after one weightlifting session, you're, you're able to put all your energy into actually lifting the weight. Now, another reason you develop strength after just one workout is that, in a sense, your muscles have memory. Your nerves, the pathways that link your brain and muscles, learn how to carry information more quickly, much like the you know, speed dial feature on your telephone. So after learning an exercise, your brain tells your muscles, you know what this is. Go for it. So. The first time you go to do this, it's gonna seem awkward. Don't worry about it. Your body's gonna learn how to do it. Be sure to learn how to do it with the proper form. Now, here's the, uh, again, the question is, how long does it take to get stronger? Well, during the first six weeks you lift weights, most of the strength you gain is due to skill and muscle memory. After that time, your muscles begin to grow. In other words, the size of your muscle fibers increase. You don't actually grow more muscle cells realize that some muscles gain strength faster than others and in general, large muscles like your chest and back muscles grow faster than smaller ones like your arm and shoulder muscles. Most people check this out. Most people can increase their strength between 7% and 40% after about 10 weeks of training each muscle group twice a week. So there's some things, um, Let's hit this question while we're at it. Um, About 99, will weightlifting turn me into an Amazon woman? Right, some people really worry about that. It's kind of a myth. About 99% of women and a significant percentage of men can't develop huge muscles without spending hours a day in the gym lifting some serious poundage. Even then, most women don't have testosterone to add major bulk to their frame unless they take steroids in which case, they also end up with acne and a beard, basically. And they sound like James Earl Jones. So here's a tip. Lifting may actually make you smaller because muscle is very compact. It's dense tissue, and it basically takes up less room than fat. So that sounds weird, but lifting lifting weights may actually make you smaller. And again, when we talked to Lori Wingle. You'll hear about she actually did this. So, at first, you may not lose any weight. You may even gain a few pounds because muscle weighs more per square inch than fat, but your clothes are going to fit better. So, you may actually gain weight and shrink. That sounds weird, doesn't it? But you'll be more massive. Uh, But what if I want to increase bulk? Again, developing huge muscles is very difficult for people with certain body types. If you're lean and wiry to begin with, you'll probably add definition, but really not much size. The people who have the greatest chance of building up their frames are those who have a muscular body type even before they start lifting. So again, this is from Fitness for Dummies, and the other stuff I was reading was from Weightlifting for Dummies. So I'm just easing into this. And I'm also alternating. Like one day I'll do um, my legs And then maybe the next day I'll do my chest and the next day maybe I'll do my biceps. I am switching the muscles around number one, because that way I can do my legs on Monday, Tuesday, rest my legs, but I'll do bench press. And then, you know, Wednesday, I'll do my arms and then on Thursday I'll go back to my legs. You can rotate around that way. But, uh, so that's what I'm doing. And, Why am I doing that? Well, there are all sorts of benefits for weightlifting. We'll talk about that in next week's podcast. But I want to thank you very much for tuning in. We'll also be talking about my new Kindle that I'll be ordering. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Seriously, amazing, amazing people. You really are. And uh, I can't thank you enough. I'm going to be very, very happy. And I'll be reading books um, on my Kindle as opposed to going to the library and I'll be able to read them uh, without squinting and putting on my glasses and all the other fun-filled things like that. So I thank you very much for tuning in. Would love to hear anything you have to say. Again, my email, Dave at com. You can call in your comments, 888-563-3228. You can leave a comment on the blog. You can leave a comment in our forum. All sorts of fun things you can do. If you have one of those Mio watches, I would love to hear your input on that as well as... Um, well, if you go out to the website, there's all sorts of things. And, um, uh, thank you very much for tuning in. I do want to mention this. Go out to the website. I, I did a blog post. You should sign up for the newsletter. I'm really starting to like the newsletter. Um, because I keep finding these great blog posts and some of them are very visual. And one of them is, I'm um, I, I found a video of Jamie Oliver, who's a, a lovely, he calls himself the naked chef. He's from England and he's a lovely bloke. And, uh extremely passionate about uh, obese children. And he actually has a show coming on March 26th. You might want to mark down your calendar. I believe it's March 26th, 7 o'clock ABC. Um, It's called Jamie Oliver's Food Revolution. And he's going to the most overweight or most unhealthy city in America, which is someplace in West Virginia, where youngsters are eating pizza for breakfast and they don't even recognize what a tomato is looks like a very interesting show Um, I love the Biggest Loser it's inspiring Um, it is starting to get a little bit little bit like NASCAR because you kinda tune in now every week to see if somebody's gonna die but uh, this seems to be a little more educational um, and it talks about it sounds like something you want to sit around with your kids and watch it's all about teaching your kids about food because it's really really amazing how they don't know it so there's some interesting videos out there also um, I took some flack a little bit via email because I have a blog post that said um, here are some of the reasons why sometimes fat people are seen as stupid, but there is a, um, video from nightline where a woman who was obviously morbidly obese was saying it was okay to be fat. And it's, it's a long story and the, the blog post goes into, it. it's basically saying it's okay to be fat as long as your actions don't cause me money and, uh, affect me. And then there's a, did I mention this already? There's a person who, um was a model and she was upset because she lost work when she got to a size four. And I can just hear all the ladies now wanting to punch her in the face um, and then there were people that uh, had actually lost the weight as well as one person that was a trainer it's an interesting video um, and uh, so you might want to check that out I want to set up for the newsletter I need to move the newsletter link towards the top I think it'll be on the left side underneath all the ways you can subscribe via iTunes and things like that but I'm rambling on Check out the blog and check out check oh that's why check out the link for Jamie Oliver. There's a TED conference where he did a an 18-minute presentation. Highly, highly recommended. It'll really make you think. And uh, watch it with your kids, if nothing else. So thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you so much. So much for anyone who donated to the Kindle. I'll talk more about that in the future. And uh we'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Our theme music is courtesy of skinnysongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know they say knowledge is power Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this live right, lose weight, live long I just wanna be thin I don't deny it thin I wanna try it thin but I can't buy it guess I'll have to die d- it thin' kill you life. I guess I'll have to exercise